0: Hello and welcome back to the Exam Study Expert podcast and to the fifth and final instalment of this week's special series on high-impact upgrades, the little changes and improvements that I suggest you might want to make to your study strategy that can reap massive rewards for how quickly you can make progress and the results you come out with at the end of it all. Today's suggestion is a simple one. Make sure you have the help and support you need. This may sound obvious, but it is such an important point, and it is an absolutely a fitting conclusion to this little five-part series. This is not only about getting you the help you need when you're stuck and when you're in trouble. It's also about preempting getting in, getting stuck or getting into trouble, and seeking out additional support and guidance, even when you're not having problems and you feel things are kind of ticking along okay. Because sometimes a nudge from a mentor or an experienced set of eyes can help you either find a more efficient way to achieve the same ends, or perhaps even lift your standards, so you find yourself able to aim for a whole new set of even more rewarding and fulfilling goals than you were aiming for before. Part of the reason this is such an important thing I want to remind you of is, well, let's face it, studying can often feel like quite a solitary game, can't it? Ultimately, you're going to be sitting that exam on your own, uh, and for the most part, people tend to mostly study on their own. But being proactive about getting help and support is just honestly such a superpower It's arguably the best shortcut of them all to success in life generally, not just studying. You know, you look at high performers in so many areas of life, in business, in sports, in The arts, performance, you know, any area you look, so often when you dig into the success stories of these celebrated individuals that have reached the top of their game, they talk about the power of mentorship, the power of learning from those that have gone before them uh, and standing effectively on the shoulders of giants in helping them get to where they got to. And it doesn't matter what you're aiming for, whether you're aiming to, do well in upcoming exams at school or whether you're aiming to be the best in the world in whatever field. It doesn't matter. The power of mentorship, the power of guidance is so universal and so potent. So I want to spend a little bit of time unpacking that for you today and talking about some of the ways this idea can be uh, put into action in the context of studying uh, at school exam and and for professional exams uh, as part of your career as well. So So far this week, uh, in the first four instalments of this series, I've been using a kind of levels format, you know, one, two, three levels for beginner, advanced. Uh, That doesn't quite make so much sense for this particular concept of of seeking support. So the format for today is going to be a little bit different. I'm instead going to present you a, a buffet of ideas, if you like, for different ways you can put this concept to work for you in practice. And just one quick word for any of my more gung-ho listeners out there, just before you write off any of the ideas I'm about to share as, well, come on, that's that's obvious, nothing new to learn here, I, I just want you to stop and ask yourself, how often do you actually do that thing that you've just written off as being obvious and something you don't need to learn? as consistently as you could? Hmm? Perhaps not. In that case, listen to that suggestion, not as being a brand new idea that never occurred to you before. I know it might not be a brand new idea, but instead take my words as a nudge, a reminder to actually get on and do the thing that could really help you out. So here goes. Number one is to take advantage of formal help offered by your teachers or professors. So does your school or institution offer office hours of some kind? Maybe a homework club, other extra maths, drop-in sessions, whatever. Do you use these services if they are available? If not, perhaps one of the reasons is that you have kind of a Consciously, or perhaps without even realizing it, sort of written off these these services as being not for me. They're not. They're not for me. Um, perhaps you see them as being there to help st- students who are struggling. So, you know, if you're really in difficulties, then you might go along to office hours or, or, or whatever. Um or on the other end of the spectrum, perhaps you see them as being there to answer the questions for super-brainy students uh, at the top of their class, and and not really for the kind of normal run-of-the-mill students like you. You know, perhaps everyone's going to feel differently on this. I would say don't be so fast. So instead, I'd suggest ask yourself, what could I get out of attending office hours or homework club or, or whatever it is? Go in with an open mind, be open to learning more, be open to finding better ways of doing things and perhaps even to discovering little secrets about what your professor might be looking for in a top-notch exam answer, especially in college or university contexts where the, the professor is often the person that sets the exam and, and grades this as well. If you something you've not tried before, why not try attending for the next three weeks and see what you learn? give it a whirl. There's very little downside and potentially a whole lot of upside in terms of finding better ways to achieve the same ends or perhaps even taking your results, your performance uh, at at school, college, professional exams to the next level. The second idea I've got for you is looking for informal opportunities to learn more from your teachers or professors. So what I've covered so far are the kind of the formal uh, constructs that are. You know, on the timetable and advertised as part of your your your, your course, um, but be on the lookout for less formal, more informal opportunities to learn from teachers and professors as well. So a nice little example of this. I, I remember at the end of just about every first year lecture that I went to uh, at Cambridge, where I, where I went to university, there was a small band of students who would fight their way to the front of the hall uh, at the end of every lecture and, and stand around the podium for 5, 10, 15 minutes asking questions of the lecturer about the material that they'd presented in that day's lecture. Guess how often I was in that band of students that was at the front asking questions? Answer: Approximately never. (laughs) Maybe like one or two times, but virtually always I simply joined the hundreds of students swarming straight out the back doors at the end of the lecture. And looking back in hindsight, I think this is a massive missed opportunity, because even if I didn't have any intelligent questions of my own, I think I could have learned so much from listening to the questions that my peers had had. I guess part of the reason I didn't go to the front was that I felt intellectually intimidated. You know, Because I didn't have any smart questions of my own, it made me feel inferior to hear the interesting perspectives and challenges that a select few students had. I always remember uh, my one of my uh, fellow uh, Christ College uh, peers Richard Mifsud was always in that group and and shout out to Richard Mifsud I, I remember him writing sort of reams and reams of incredibly scruffy notes uh, in in those little sessions at the end of the lecture you know I I just felt a little bit intimidated I guess by that kind of scholarship by that kind of level of thinking but I really wish I'd had the Uh, confidence to to kind of get over myself on that and and just show up at the front of the room anyway, even just standing there and listening. And, And you know what? I reckon after a few weeks of just listening, I'd put very good money on the fact that I might start to come up with smart questions of my own, perhaps not every single day, but certainly some each week, and thereby starting to level up my understanding and engagement with the lecture material. Another example, uh, back at school, I remember quite a similar thing happened. Uh, Shout out to my school friend, Abigail Johnson, on that. Uh, I remember she always came back from the Easter holidays with literally pages of questions like, Forty-five, fifty questions uh, for for some of her teachers for some subjects. I, I remember like forty-five questions on on the chemistry course. It was it's crazy, uh, but in a, in a really impressive way. Um, there were always good questions that deepened and broadened her understand, deepened and broaden her understanding. Um, she, for what it's worth, ultimately went on to land a place at Cambridge University as well. Um, she was studying veterinary medicine, uh, so she she did pretty well from it all. <laughs> Here, again, perhaps I should have made more of an effort to uh, start approaching the material critically myself, to come up with questions of my own, or at the very least, um, as I've talked about in the, the, the university lecture example, you know, loiter at the front of the room uh, while Abby was going through her questions and learn from that conversation with the teacher, absorb some of those uh, ways of thinking myself. So have a think about where are the kind of informal opportunities uh, to get uh, additional feedback, additional insights from your teachers, tutors, uh, lecturers, professors, uh, whoever teaches your course. The third area I wanted to talk about is simply your peers. So I mentioned Richard and Abby in, in, in the context of learning from lecturers, but you know we, there are so much we can learn directly from our peers as well. Uh, we talked about groups and the social side of studying back in episode eighty nine, uh, just before Christmas. But uh, it's a really good reminder here that your peers can be such a great source of advice and support as well. Now, one thing I would say here, learning from your peers isn't necessarily a natural fit for everybody, especially if you're anxious about how you stack up versus your peers uh, and you feel competitive or you feel a bit anxious that you're falling behind everyone else, that kind of thing. That's very common. Um, If that's the case, one tip would be to tap up students in an older cohort. So if you're in year one, uh, talk to students in year two, or if, you know, you're taking a board exam or something, talk to students that have gone in the cohort before you, mentors who've gone that way before you. People are often more than happy to lend a helping hand and and let down the ladder to those following along behind them, perhaps partly because they feel they want to repay a favour to the world at large. Perhaps they in turn were supported once upon a time by an older peer themselves, or maybe they just want to pay it forward and do a good deed. You could even consider trying people on a different course. So I often asked friends studying straight maths, uh, straight mathematics for help on tricky quantitative problems as part of my science course at, at Cambridge. So peers is a really good one. And, and and fourthly, my final point for this is look beyond your uh, immediate contacts, your teachers or your peers, and look particularly to the world of the internet as being now the phenomenal source of advice and guidance. Uh, it, it is on just about every subject under the sun. If your teachers or your peers don't deliver the goods, or you're in a situation where you don't even have a teacher or peers, you know, you're you're studying for some kind of professional exam and you're pretty much on your own, um, then at least you do have the world of blogs, podcasts, YouTube videos, books, online courses, and so much more at your disposal these days, it's not so much the availability of information, it's so much as being able to find the bits that matter to you most, knowing where to look for the best stuff. When it comes to subjects like maths, sciences, engineering, sites like Khan Academy have some really good explainer videos. Even good old YouTube for most subjects has some decent coverage. Beyond that, you might have to do some of your own research to find the best sites for your specific needs. One thing that can be quite helpful in your search is setting aside a little budget uh, and having that available to invest in in the best learning resources that you find from trusted experts in the fields. While you can often get a long way with free materials, sometimes investing a few dollars in premium resources can help you shortcut to the right information, get more depth or more clarity, more succinctness. You know, Rather than having to wade through all the free stuff and pick through it all to find the right points for you, uh, you get access to it all, the right things you need to know, all in one clear package. Sometimes you even get access to tutors or mentors as part of premium resources one way I've used this in the past was actually not so much in an academic context. Uh, What comes to mind is when I was coming out of university and I wanted to be a strategy consultant um, and I had a round of interviews around Christmas time in my final year at university and they went terribly. (laughs) They went absolutely awfully. I I didn't get a single uh, next round offer based on that round of interviews. so I went away and I did some reading and research about how to interview to be a strategy consultant. And there was one site in particular that I found. It was run by a gentleman called Victor Cheng. Um, the name may be familiar to some of you if you're interested in, in being a strategy consultant. Um, and he provided uh, a combination of both some free materials, which I did use. And, and then I did also invest in some of his premium materials as well. And by gosh, I'm glad I did. They were, They were just so good, so in-depth. Uh, so clear um, so insightful uh, and they they I, I put that down to what ultimately uh, led me to getting my 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 offer to to be a strategy consultant uh, in the next round of interviews that i I went for I had a I had a successful career in strategy for, for quite a few years uh, before I went on to found exam study expert um This all sets me up quite nicely to wrap up this episode with a little plug for my own premium learning resource, the Study Smarter Network. You may have heard a little bit about this over the past few days, but I just want to recap uh, a couple of the key ideas from the network and warmly invite you to come join it. So if you've learned a thing or two from me via my freely available resources, either here on the podcast or perhaps over on the blog, folks, you just wait till you get a look at my premium stuff that you get access to inside the Study Smarter Network. It's, it's so good. <laughs> I, I can't tell you. It's a heady blend of depth where it matters, but I've also kept all the teaching clear and succinct. Yeah, like a really good TED talk. So you don't have to, you know, pick through all well whatever it is now on the podcast 100 plus episodes to find the right ideas and strategies that will move the needle for you in your specific circumstances. All the key strategies and ideas will be clearly laid out for you on a platter in a Netflix-style library of premium self-study courses and lessons covering everything I teach. Learning, memory, routine, procrastination, focus, exam technique, motivation, mindset and more. I think you'll love the video teaching format I use in the Study Smarter Network. I use rich, clear illustrations, charts, graphics, uh, as well as interactive exercises that you can play along with to really bring the principles I teach to life and make it so easy to put them into action for yourself, all backed up by workbooks and fill-in-the-blank templates for things like your perfect study routine, your exam week plan, and much more. The video teaching format also allows me to go places I, I simply can't get to on the podcast, like the step-by-step walkthroughs I'm including in one of the courses in the Study Smarter Network, Total Memory Mastery, uh, which includes, uh, as, as a little part of that 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 overall course, uh, a tech vault, uh, including video walkthroughs on how to get the most out of popular learning apps like Anki or Quizlet. Um, And perhaps best of all, it's all underpinned by personalised feedback and guidance from me. Regular office hours are included as part of your Study Smarter Network membership. So come along, ask me questions about what you're doing, about what's going to be the best approach for you in your specific circumstances. Come along, seek guidance when you get stuck, or come simply show me what you're doing. Show me your study plan, your routine, or your learning materials, and get some really Uh, pointed hints and tips on how to optimise it or tweak it uh, to make sure you're getting the best results and making the fastest progress. I've been getting fantastic results for students at school or university or professionals preparing for exams for years. And, And I think the reasons I'm able to be such an effective guide for people now are that, well, firstly, I deeply understand the underlying science of memory, productivity and motivation. And moreover, I have not only lived you know, putting those ideas into action myself. But I've also now had close hand experience of helping literally hundreds of students, helping apply those that helping them apply those ideas for themselves to their own unique circumstances. So while I acknowledge everyone is slightly different, I don't care what course you're studying, whether it's GCSE Spanish age 15 or your general surgery board certifications age 50. I don't care what kind of learner you are, whether you've got dyslexia and ADHD or whether you Breed through Harvard with honors, and smaller side. Those last two aren't mutually exclusive. By the way, it's perfectly possible to graduate from Harvard with honors as someone with dyslexia and ADHD. But you know that's a story for another time. Um, it doesn't matter what your unique circumstances are. In some, I've seen so many students now that. I frankly, I'd be an idiot if I didn't see the patterns about what's going to work best for different people in the different sorts of circumstances you're presenting with. I can help you out with all that and get shortcut you right to the things that are going to be most relevant, most helpful for you uh, when you come and engage with me as part of office hours. I am passionate about supporting you in making your exam prep easier, less stressful, and ultimately more successful, as measured by you walking out of the process with results that truly put a smile on your face as you open that all-important email or envelope with your exam scores inside. Any good mentor in any walk of life is able to help you shortcut your way to your best possible performance, and that's exactly what I'd love to be able to do for you as a member of the Study Smarter Network. So do yourself a favour, get yourself the guidance you deserve to ace your exams the smart way this year by heading over to examstudyexpert.com forward slash network and beginning your journey in the network with us today. I really look forward to supporting you inside the Study Smarter Network very soon. That's over at examstudyexpert.com forward slash network. And with that, that concludes our little five-part series on high-impact changes you can make to your study system. I hope you found the program helpful. Thank you so much for listening uh, to today, to the whole series, if you've caught all five parts. And as always, I sincerely want to wish you every success in your studies.